You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. In today's show, you're going to be hearing from professional trader and my friend Nick Santiago of InTheMoneyStocks.com. We focus on mining stock investing on this channel, and I'm not a trader, so why do we talk to Nick? Well, I think it's good to have a, a lot of different inputs, both from traders and macroeconomists, to help inform where we put our money. Because as a recent guest said, even when you invest in mining stocks, to be ultra successful, you need those macro tailwinds to really push the underlying commodity and therefore the share prices higher in these small mining stocks that we invest in. So I really appreciate talking to Nick once a month, getting his insights as it helps inform my perspective on the markets. Nick, thanks for joining me again. Let's start off with your performance last year before I asked you about 2021. This time last year, what were you saying about 2020 and were you accurate? Yes. Um, in fact, if, if anybody was a member out there, um, you know that I was looking for a very, very big decline in 2021, um, especially in the first quarter. And as you know, we got that. I had no idea there was going to be a virus involved. Uh, the coronavirus was something that I didn't foresee at all. But um, I was heavily into a lot of put options at that point in time. I started to load up in the month of January for a decline into uh, March. And obviously, uh, the coronavirus epidemic really sped that along and, and caused us to have a, a major dip. And then I went long um, late March. And uh, actually, it was on March 19th, I started to pile in on the long side. And I've been riding the market up ever since. And I'm still in a couple of long positions even at this point. So it was, a, it was an incredible year, a very successful year. And hopefully, I'm going to look to repeat that this year. As you're looking at 2021, what are the key things that you see? Well, in 2020, um, we had uh, that big, big decline, and it satisfied my downside target in March. And then we've had that really uh, just a, a rally ever since. We did have some hiccups in between there. But as we get into 2021, I, I think the last time I met with you, I said volatility is going to be on the rise this year. And I still feel that way. I think that's going to be the trade of the year in volatility. Um, there's going to be some good shorting opportunities. There'll be some good bouncing opportunities. Uh, remember, the markets never go straight down. They, they, they rally. And when the rallies, um, when they're short covering rallies that occur, they really are powerful. So there's going to be opportunities on both the long and short side in 2021. But I think it's going to be a much more wild ride this year. Uh, I think traders really got to know what they're doing. They really got to understand chart patterns. They're going to need to really understand where the major support and resistance levels lie. And um, that's what's going to make you money in this year. This is going to be a challenging, challenging year for, for most. Do you make more money in a year of volatility than you do in a steady up or steady down year? Oh, I, I, I make much more money in, in volatile markets than um, normally I will. Um, you know, I have no idea what I'll do this coming year, but I expect to do much better with the volatility rising because you get a lot more trading opportunities. When the market is going straight up like it has been, you know, yeah, there are there are certain stocks that break out, but it, it's hard to know those stocks when you're looking at the, the macro picture. Um, you're trying to always stick with the trend. When you get into a high volatility market, the trend is broken. And there is, for a, a period of time, no trend at all. Maybe eventually you'll establish a downtrend, and at some point, hopefully you'll get a new uptrend. But um, when you're trading trendless markets, it's really a trader's uh, a trader's market 
completely because there's no trend there to follow. Nick, you're a student of W.D. Gann, so you look at cycles from a historical perspective. What more can you share? And I know you give away the in-depth details to your subscribers, but with my audience, what can you share about 2021 in historical perspective? Yeah, so this is one of the things I learned from uh, William Deborah Gann many, many years ago, over 20 years ago, and it's held true almost religiously. Um, The one year of a decade is always a very volatile year. And just go back and look. Look at 21. Uh, I mean, excuse me, look at uh, 2001. Look at 2011. These were very volatile years. And I just went back, you know, just 10 years and 20 years. And you could just go look at those charts. And we're set up kind of the same way in this one year, which is 2021. Dore Copper Mining is a premier, near-term, high-grade copper and gold redevelopment opportunity with tremendous exploration potential only 14 kilometers from the town of Shibugamu in mine-friendly Quebec. Dore Copper is debt-free and owns a 2,700-ton-per-day mill with an 8-million-ton tailings facility ready to be used. There is already power to site and it is accessible by paved highway and rail. Dore Copper aims to produce a profitable hub-and-spoke operation of over 100,000 gold equivalent ounces per year or over 60 million pounds of copper equivalent by 2024. Because of the existing infrastructure and location, a low capex is anticipated to recommence production. Dore Copper trades under DCMC in Toronto and under DRCMF on the OTC. To learn more, go to DoreCopper.com. That's DoreCopper.com. Could it be a super cycle year of volatility? Because it looks like Quite frankly, we're looking at civil war in America. That's the political tensions are so high. The stock market seems inflated. I mean, could this be a super cycle year for volatility? Or it could. Sure, it could. Um, I never like to look and, and say I could predict the news because I can't. But I've been a very, very good predictor of market trends. And cycles have helped me. All, all of the work that W.D. Gann has done and all the work that he's done that I deciphered because he really was He really encoded everything. He didn't really come out and tell you, hey, this is going to happen or that is going to happen. But just over the years from from doing this for so long, I've I've now been uh, able to get a pretty good grasp on it. And and I've already won, you know, everybody on on numerous shows. And I wouldn't stake my reputation if I didn't believe it was going to happen. Um, But, yeah, we're in for uh, a whirlwind of volatility this year. When there's societal disruption and there's distrust and there's a breakdown of society, that obviously affects a lot of things, but it really affects the food supply. So in terms of food supply, we've seen soybeans and other commodities going parabolic recently. Corn. Corn. Corn, Exactly. So what should we expect this year for that? Well, I'm not, I haven't done enough work on that to really be confident in in saying anything because they've all had big runs already. So we'll have to watch the chart and I'll, I'll get back to you on that, but I can chart it. I just really haven't done my due diligence on things like wheat. And, you know, I, I really only predominantly looked at corn because I have um, some, some of my clients, my members that trade that. So I, I look at that for them. But um, yeah, you, you know, if you have any kind of civil unrest, I mean, that could disrupt the food supply immediately. Uh, if you add some bad weather on top of that, you know, th- things can get worse even even quicker. So I, I would, just as a safety, I, w- I would always have a little bit of storage in my pantry for uh, for maybe some of those days that could be a little bit dark this year. Mm-hmm. Precious metals. Uh, and how do precious metals factor into your trading philosophy for this year? 
Yeah, precious metals, as, as I've said, they, they made that parabolic move in August. They have to make that um, ABC down leg on a bigger time frame. We've seen some of that already done. In the short term, I think we're going to get gold down to around 1700 um, That would be a level that looks attractive for a, for a nice, nice trade. Um, I think gold miners via the GDX, which is the gold miners ETF, I think that's headed down to around 31 And I think that's where you could play that to the upside. Um, how long will the bounces last or the rallies from there? I'd have to look at the chart, but I do think the, that those, uh, those vehicles are headed down to those levels. What are further risks or opportunities that you see uh, for the coming year, Nick? Well, there's lots of risk, right? So right now, um, if you just look at the complacency that's out there in this marketplace, it's, it's mind boggling. We're seeing stocks, alternate energy stocks like plug power and um, fuel cell, they're going, plug power went from $2 to $62. When you see this kind of action, it's what, what I call a dash for trash. That means the party is almost over. The music's still playing. The DJ is in the booth. But guess what? The smart people are already leaving the disco. And, um, you know, they're going to have those people there that are still, you know, buying into that stuff. You got the Robin Hood traders moving markets. But the party's almost over and the lights are about to go on. Any final thoughts? Uh, what have your subscribers been asking you about this upcoming year? Anything you could share? Um, just basically, you know, some similar questions to what you've asked today, you know, are, you know, a, a lot of them are, are still very, very bullish. They're still, and I've been a bull. I've been, you know, bullish really since March. I've been saying the market's going higher, going higher. First time I'm, you know, taking off my bull costume and I got my wife at the dry cleaners getting my bear costume out. So, you know, I'm about to put that on, but I, I think, yeah, we got some volatility ahead of us. And, um, you know, I get a lot of questions from members saying, hey, the Fed is printing so much money. How can the market go down? Um, the market is bigger than the central banks. So when panic comes in or this fear comes in, you know, markets go down and just just be prepared because they go down a lot quicker than what they go up. Hence the old saying, markets take the stairs up and the elevator down. Excellent advice. Nick's website is inthemoneystocks.com if you want his real-time trading alerts and insights. Nick, really appreciate touching base with you every month. We'll be talking to you in about 30 days. Sounds good, Bill. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated. 
because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met, you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.